welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How is it going? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, doing good. Uh, what have you been playing uh, in the last week or so? Uh, not a whole lot the last week. Yesterday I started uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, oh. because that hit Game Pass. All the other Yakuza games have been on Game Pass, but there's legitimately like nine of them. And I had no idea what canonical order they were in, um, but Yakuza Like a Dragon is the most recent one, and it just hit Game Pass, so I thought I'd give it a shot. Uh, not a bad game, but holy crap, is there a lot of exposition in this game. <laughs> like, not even joking, I'm the finishing the, getting to chapter three is basically when the game kind of starts, and that's about six hours, and in that six hours I had maybe an hour of game time. The rest of it was just cutscenes and exposition. Wow. Yeah. It's, that, that's, that's more than I thought that they would it be. It is so much talking. And mm. that's fine. I accepted that because, like I said, this was like the ninth game in the series. So I figured there was a lot that I didn't know. So I just kind of rolled with it. Um, but, whew, man. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Kojima game, almost. Oh, this is like a toned down, edited Kojima game. Oh, right. Okay. No, I've not tried any of the... Uh, actually, I have um, tried some of the Yakuza games. Because uh, I remember someone somewhere, that there was a Yakuza fan I think I was listening to or something, and they said if you start with number one and then play all of them from one to whatever and then play zero, because zero is a prequel to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose you could play zero first then if it's a prequel anyway. But there might be certain story things to where you know what happens to certain people or, or whatever. It would kind of, I guess that would kind of be like starting Better Call Saul and then going into Breaking Bad. Um, there'll be certain things that you kind of like should know or whatever. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting with uh, prequels and stuff. Um, how are you finding it overall though? Overall, it's kind of fun as a game. It kind of plays like a, a standard JRPG in terms of combat. And actually, the character, the main character that you play. Um, was a big fan of the Dragon Warrior series. So it kind of feeds into that because, like, the loading screen, you have, like, your party, and it specifically says party, and you've got gear and things like that. So it's kind of a headcanon thing, which is kind of weird, but also kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else been playing? No, I haven't really had time. Still kind of busy uh, looking for work, so... Cool. Uh, so I haven't been doing... Have I played any Last of Us 2? I don't think I've played any Last of Us 2 in the last week. I might have played like a bit of it. Um, oh no, I think I played it on... Uh, was it last week on Sunday? I can't quite remember. I did play it kind of recently. I did another sort of long stream. Uh, not this Sunday, gone the one b- before that. So uh, that was still pretty good. Uh, I'm near-ish the end. I mean, I, I know how far I am to the end of the game. Because I know what happens from now to the end of the game. Uh, it's just the case of kind of going through it in a way, not not in a way that I'm not enjoying it. It's just sort of I know what's coming up coming up in the story, and I've seen it several times, and um, I'm not in it for like the cutscenes and stuff, but for the sake of like recording uh, the, me playing the series, I'm letting the cutscenes kind of play out and things, uh, and then speaking about certain things that happen in the game and whatever. Um, but it's more about just finding the gears and supplements and trying to get everything done. I think I'm probably going to be able to make it. I haven't got that much stuff to do with both characters, so uh, 
We'll see how all that goes. And like I said, if I don't get the upgrades in this playthrough, I'm pretty sure I can load that save and then go to chapter select. I think I can do that. Like if I go to an earlier chapter in the game and then kind of just finish uh, the upgrades off, I'm pretty sure that I can do that. So, I mean, that's kind of what New Game Plus is actually for, is to take... Because you can't do... On your first playthrough of the game you can't do all the player supplements and upgrades you have to do that through your uh second new game plus playthrough which kind of gives you more incentives to do that which is which is cool uh, i quite like the new idea of new game plus as well like taking what you've already upgraded and taking it back to the start would be uh would be pretty good i wonder if um do you know if the witcher 3 has got that because i wouldn't mind doing that on uh the witcher 3 like if i took all my upgrades as Geralt and stuff i'm not sure that I don't know. I only played a couple hours of it, and I just couldn't get the combat, and I couldn't get the controls to work in my brain, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to answer that. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering if it does. I'm pretty sure it does, but I uh, should go and check. Uh, the Xbox version that I've got for that, I did purchase on the store, so I can just go and download it and check, so I might uh, try and do that later. It's not like a massive priority, I just kind of thought of it on the spot. So, uh, been playing a lot more COD as well. I kind of realised I hadn't played the game for like three weeks because <laughs> I'd just been too busy with other stuff. So I did a couple of big sessions with it again. Um, it's funny because it, it kind of gets to a certain point where you realise certain players are using the same guns. Like a lot of people use the AK-47. A lot of people say it's like the most powerful assault rifle, which it probably is. Um, I just don't like using the same thing that everybody else is using because it's powerful uh plus i do get bored of using the same gun over and over again so i try i use like if the team's losing or i'm playing badly or something i'll maybe get the ak-47 out but i don't like to just use it every game which some players do like to do which that's fair enough that's just not what i entirely want to do uh, i like to sort of challenge myself with uh different weapons and you know different gun types that sort of thing um i switched back to using the p90 which i'm pretty sure is kind of a popular ish sort of gun um and that's a gun that's been in all of the i'm pretty sure all of the modern warfare games there is four of them in total and i could i could just never quite get to grips with the p90 i don't know why it is a gun that reloads very very quickly especially with sight of hand on which sight of hand makes you reload your gun quicker is very very powerful it's really good from short and medium range not so much with long range but you know if you get a shot off or whatever it can be pretty good and it doesn't it has like barely any recoil so i kind of wondered like okay this gun's got loads of good stuff going for it let me just try it again um so what i did was just put a bunch of attachments that let me um aim down sight quicker and aiming stability didn't care about anything else like aim movement speed because the gun's already kind of small and light so i can already move around pretty quickly and then i thought okay i don't like the iron sights on a p90 so i'm going to put a holographic sight on it uh, which usually I don't go for the holographic sight. It's kind of a little bit big. But it uh, looks kind of like clean and stuff. So that, that sort of stuff is pretty important for where you're aiming at little parts of edges of whatever. And trying to like kill people. Um, and I've started destroying people with it. And it's great. And now I'm kind of looking at that and thinking like I should have started using that ages ago. But I I, I didn't know. Because um, when it came to like assault rifles I always use the M4. Because it's just a very reliable gun. And I've also got like a, a thermal scope for it, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's really good at short range and medium range. It's really quick at reloading, like very, very quick. Uh, even with a full reload, it's still very, very quick as well. Um, it 
powerful. It has barely any um, like recoil, especially with stability, and it's just really good. There's a few times I'll still get caught out and killed, obviously. Uh, I kind of realised as well with the game. Because so many people tend to jump around the map, not with like jetpacks, they don't have anything like that. Players just like to jump around corners because apparently that makes you aim better or something, uh, which really irritates me. Um, I kind of realised like a lot of players like to run and slide and jump. And I thought, okay, if I sort of take things a little bit slower and sort of aim down my sights as I'm going around corners and just take it slower around those players... That I can maybe like catch some of them out. And I've been able to. Because one of the most irritating things I've found that you could do in the game. If you're constantly running around. Like almost every step that you take. Which is you running. If you're doing that and running around corners. And you're trying to aim down a sight and shoot at someone. And stop yourself from running. That's where I find I get most caught out. So I thought okay if I literally just stop doing that. <laughs> uh, still slide around certain corners. Because that does actually help you. Especially with a small gun like a P90. Then that might work out better. And it just has. It's been working out much much better. So it's uh, been pretty good with that. Have you heard of like a P90 or anything like that? I mean I know what the gun is. But I ha I don't okay. really play shooters. So Yeah yeah. I mean I know most people know what like an AK-47 is. So I just wondered about P90 and stuff. Um, But yeah it's it's one of them situations. I mean I'll probably stop using the gun in two weeks. And in, in like another month I'll wonder why I'm not using it. So uh, but yeah, it's been great as well with uh, with using that and stuff, especially with because as I've said, I think before, I like to play on smaller close quarters maps so that you're not like running halfway across a map like Arc of Peak or whatever, which is enormous and you get more sort of the long range sniper maps. I like maps that are really, really small and fast paced. Um, it, 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 you, you'll always have something kind of going on so uh, that's been that's been pretty good to jump back in I'm glad I took a little bit I, I didn't sort of intend to take a break from it but I guess I ended up doing that but I think that break was uh, quite good for that so uh, I might jump in and play some, some more later and you know it's always good with the kind of friendly banter I mean there's you know always going to be people that will take that too far uh, you know you're playing an online game so um, but you know, just having the, the banter between people and that sort of stuff is always a, always a pretty good fun social experience. So, um, or for the most part it is. So, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. We've got a bunch of E3 stuff to talk about today. We haven't really got anything else noted down because we've got the three conferences to talk about, uh, Ubisoft Square Enix and Xbox Bethesda as well. Um, I wrote down some things from it and we'll talk about that stuff in a bit, uh, but let's do some housekeeping first and then we'll jump into some E3 news. See you for that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show okay recently on entertainment talk uh had the fear the walking dead uh season six finale this week season six episode 16 uh the show is meant to be back in october ish i think it's going to come back when the walking dead does its uh 11a run which is in august so i think it's going to take place in like october ish and run sort of till december i think is what they're doing so that there's no walking dead between now and august there's they're not going to be doing like a world beyond series or anything else like that because they got the three shows but i think world beyond is probably going to be saved uh, until next year so there's no more walking dead at the moment but if you want to catch up with the podcast i've covered all of season six i didn't really like it very much but i covered all the, the season as well uh so there you go with that but i will be back next season to talk about season seven when that does come back for that uh did a podcast as well talking about my top 10 favorite uh, lgbtq characters it is pride month at the moment it is june we're already halfway through the month which is wild uh but did that and uh, that was pretty fun to do as well had some obviously hateful comments which are gonna happen had some quite nice comments as well some people agreeing with me with certain characters on the list so that was uh very very fun to do as well so that was great um Breaking Bad, we're still doing that. We're up to season two, episode nine. We'll be covering episode ten tomorrow. We've only got four episodes left. Uh, there's thirteen episodes in season two, so we've got a few more left for the season. Uh, did an actor and actress spotlight podcast. Uh, this one was for Giancarlo Esposito, who we saw in in the Far Cry trailers, and uh, Denai Guerrero, who's also been in The Walking Dead, and she's uh, in the Black Panther like MCU Marvel series and and that sort of thing as well. So two very very good actors as well. Um, and we've of course, like I said, saw Giancarlo Esposito in uh, Far Cry Six. So we'll see how all that goes. Um, the chat podcast for May, talking about how the month of May went for entertainment talk. It went very, very well. Uh, talked a little bit about Pride Month itself, which is cool. And uh, also talked about some of our rough sort of summer plans. We don't have air dates quite for some things yet. We do have, we have had some more air dates for things in the last couple of days. I might do like a, a separate episode and sort of talk about our plans for the rest of the year. Because I think I know what they're going to be. Uh, things can change, obviously, air dates and that sort of thing. So we don't don't fully know everything that's happening, but uh, just some rough ideas as to what we're going to be covering in there as well. And talked about just a bunch of other things as well. Uh, gaming talk last week, we talked about our E3 predictions, which we're going to talk about uh, some of them as well. Uh, I'm going to get the other document up in a minute, actually, and look at my uh, 
E3 predictions in in a minute. Um, did uh, the World World of the Last of Us podcast discussing a scene between Abby and Owen? Uh, speaking that, of that, by the way, uh, there's two anniversaries this week for the Last of Us. Uh, on the fourteenth, uh, which was yesterday, it was the eighth year anniversary of the first game coming out. And on Saturday, the upcoming this upcoming Saturday, June nineteenth, is going to be the anniversary, the first anniversary of the second game. So they're in like the same week, which is which is really cool. Uh, and I will be doing a podcast. Well, I've, I've already done it and put it together there's going to be a podcast coming out on saturday talking about the one year anniversary for the last of us part two just to sort of chat about the game and looking over its history and that sort of thing as well some of the criticism that the game received why i really love the game and just just all that kind of good stuff as well so uh, some more last of us content coming out which is great and uh, that's most of the stuff that we've been doing there's some quiet place content as well did a video game pitch and i reviewed the second film and some other stuff as well. So that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, while I get my um the predictions uh document up from last episode, let's start off which one have you got written down first? Because I've got Ubisoft written down first. Yeah, Ubisoft was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what have you got written down from them? Well, I took note of Rainbow Six uh, extraction. I mean that's not a genre I play, but it looked really, really good. Um obviously we're getting another Rabbids game. Honestly, the thing that intrigued me the most was the Rocksmith Plus, uh, just because it's basically a digital guitar instruction game. And we're not talking about like a, a cheap piece of plastic with five buttons. We're talking about you get an actual guitar and plug it into the console and learn to actually play the guitar via music, which fascinates me to no end. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find the uh, document from before. Uh, I'll do that in in a minute. Uh, that looks all right. It's not something that's going to appeal to me necessarily. Um, but I did used to like playing Guitar Hero and stuff um, back in that was like back in the high school days and things like that. So, um, so that's yeah, this like subscription thing where you can like literally plug this thing into your phone or whatever and like learn how to play guitar and stuff, which is cool. Which is cool for people that want to do that. Um, it's a, it's a different approach as well. It's not just a standard, you know, hey, here's a game, you know, put the disc in or whatever, or download the game, and um, you know, kind of just play it normally with a with a guitar. Did you ever play any of those like rock band guitar hero games or anything? I tried playing them a couple times. I could never really get into it. I actually did used to play guitar back in the day. Um, that's why this intrigues me so much because this is basically a virtual trainer. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Obviously, we got a good look at uh, uh, Far Cry 6, um, the DLC pass or the season pass to where the villains from the previous games come in intrigues me a little bit, but I'm not really that intrigued enough to play the game. Mm. Obviously, we've got an expansion for Valhalla, but I finished the story part of the game. I'm not really interested in going back to it. I couldn't care the less about Avatar, so I have no interest in that game. Yeah, it's funny with the Avatar thing. It's like, okay, the film came out 
12 years ago 2009 mm-hmm. gosh that was so long ago um the other five films have been done or, or, or like shot or whatever it's a, like in this moment right now or like this week was a very strange time to advertise that game because it is avatar on anybody's mind other than you know james cameron who's probably putting those films together it is anybody thinking about avatar like is is any is anybody watching the film? Is anybody like uh, I, I I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It's, it's like I mean, sure, you know, you can show off the new game that you've got and everything, but I it almost surprised me that they haven't waited for like a trailer for the second film and sort of tried to tie it in with you know excitement of that, um, which they'll probably do some other marketing and stuff when uh, when the second film comes out. Is that supposed to be next year? I think. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think they're supposed to do like uh, Avatar film and then Star Wars and then like kind of switch them around every year. Because there's like a bunch of trilogies from different directors uh, planned for for Star Wars and stuff. So which are going to be I think like separate things to the Skywalker stuff. Um, but yeah, do you, what what do you think of like advertising an Avatar game now? I guess. I mean, I mean, people are advertising games that aren't going to come out for two three years, so it's not really a big deal in that sense. I just. I I don't care about the movie, so I don't care about the game. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it looks like it could be some sort of big, you know, um, online thing, which I guess might be might be quite cool. So, uh, what else did you have written down? Because what we could do is go through your Ubisoft notes, then go through mine, and then go through some of my uh, predictions. So, because I've got the document up now. So, uh, what else did you have on that? I mean, list? really, that's it. I mean, there's there wasn't a whole lot of games from the Ubisoft conference that I actually have any interest in playing mm-hmm. i didn't note down obviously the uh, rock band plus uh, the rockstar plus just because it is interesting that you know we we have gotten to that point that we can actually use video games to teach playing an instrument yeah um, i don't really see it going anywhere past that i mean outside of like a small electronic keyboard that's about the only other instrument you could really add to that it's not like you could plug a french horn or a saxophone into a computer or a mm. console. Guitars mm. are pretty much it outside of, like I said, like small keyboards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, none of the games that I really play. Um, so I don't really have a whole lot on that. Cool. Um, so I've got, yeah, the Avatar game written down. Uh, one that sticks out to me because I played the first game is the, the Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope game uh it looks like they're changing things a little bit with that because there's no like we didn't see any grid based stuff it was like an area that was highlighted that you could like walk around in that area and then take cover from stuff so i'm curious to see how that works out i don't think that's necessarily a good or a bad idea i've only seen like 10 seconds of that so i'm not sure what to make of that yet uh there is going to be obviously the the, we haven't mentioned nintendo but we're going to be covering that next week because that uh starts today i think it starts in like 40 minutes or something so i thought we could just focus on these three today and then uh, talk about nintendo next week and then whatever else happens because we've still got like summer games fest and that sort of thing so uh we'll have some other things to talk about as well um did you play the you haven't played the mario rabbits game have you no okay did you have any interest to I mean, it's cool that they're making a sequel. I'm guessing it's popular enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it wasn't a game that I played on the Switch. It's not one I'm going to play now. So, mm-hmm. uh, as a zombie person, uh, looking at Rainbow Six Quarantine, it looks all right. I, I I thought it looked okay. I think there was a general overall theme 
throughout all of E3 of like trying to trying to make more of these sort of horde type of games and you know you've got like back for blood and you've got all these you know the the new one that was announced by microsoft then you've got this and you've already got like other games that do that kind of stuff as well that isn't the kind of zombie game i really want where it's like horde mode type of stuff i mean you've got cod zombies because you've got the um uh, black ops cold war does that as well currently so because they, they've got um did they have a campaign in that one? Can't remember. But they got like zombies, multiplayer, and Warzone, and that. So, yeah, Call of Duty already been doing that for ages. Uh, they've been doing that for like over over ten years, roughly, with the with the Black Ops series and the World War series. So, I I'm just not really kind of into playing zombie games like that. I, I also you know wasn't quite sort of zombies. It was more sort of monsters based. Which I, I don't mind, you know, I've played some Resident Evil games here and there. Uh, I love the Quiet Place films. Those are monsters and not zombies. Um, but yeah, the whole just like horde mode thing, I'm just not really quite into. I used to enjoy COD zombies like back in high school and stuff. Um, but that's like the last time I've ever sort of played one of them games. Um, it, it does make sense to try to fit the uh, format of Rainbow Six um, with like infected things or whatever but it's just not quite what i'm uh looking for so how how about yourself yeah i mean it's not a, a game style i play so it's not really on my radar mm-hmm. uh no splinter cell like we we kind of knew going in uh there was a bunch of other stuff as well but those are the three things that stuck out to me uh they yeah didn't announce a new assassin's creed game they just announced more stuff for uh Valhalla, which means does that game have a season pass? I haven't even. Looked. Yeah, there's a there's a season pass expansion coming out. The next one is uh, Siege of Paris. Okay, so that must be doing pretty well then, because they want to extend that into like next year and stuff. So my um, guess is then we'll get an Assassin's Creed game next year. I'd still stick by my same prediction with that. that I think it's going to be like a Ghost of Tsushima esque sort of thing. Um, so we shall, uh, we shall see with that. But yeah, the only game I can say that I liked, and I'm definitely going to play, uh, is the Mario and Rabbids thing. See, the Avatar game might be good, it might be very good, but, like, it just, it, that's a very strange time to, to put that out into, uh, into the wild, so to speak. Uh, let's quickly look at my, um, uh, E3 predictions. Let's look at Ubisoft. So... I put uh, Splinter Cell in another mobile game. That didn't happen. Uh, possible tease of the animated Netflix show. I did hear that they brought it up uh, in like a pre-show or something. I don't think they showed any actual trailers for it though. Or anything like that. Um, so that nothing really Splinter Cell apart from just talking about the show again. Um, I was kind of right with my Division film prediction. They didn't show or we'll talk about any of it. Uh, I do think that film is dead. Uh, Division three tease that didn't happen. We didn't. We didn't get any. Did we get any division updates? We didn't. I don't think. No. Which is which is interesting. Are people people are still playing Division two, aren't they? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, Assassin's Creed Japan. We didn't see that. We saw more updates for uh, Valhalla. So I was right about one thing, uh, unfortunately, because uh, I'd be curious to see that Jake Gyllenhaal Netflix um, Division film, but we didn't get a mention of it at all. So. That was uh, that was Ubisoft. Um, it's just I want to backtrack a little bit slightly. I meant to do this at the start. What? Do you, how did you feel overall about E3 so far? I've liked it a lot. I mean, we uh, are noticing the big shift, obviously, from a, a pure digital. They're still doing, you know, the the uh, um, 
the stage. Mm -hmm. But obviously with the audience not there, it has an effect. Um, <clears throat> but uh, outside of that, I've enjoyed it to this point. Hmm. I, th I think it's been quite weak in a way. Um, I think we, I just... I don't know, with Activision and with and with Warner Brothers games, which is who, two that I'm interested in, and we haven't seen anything from Sony yet, I think we could get, well, well for, for my taste and what I'm kind of excited for, I think I'll just get a lot of my gaming news that I'm interested for outside of E3 because of Activision, Sony, and, uh, and Warner Brothers to, to see what happens there. Because Ubisoft, I'm starting to just fall away from what they're doing. I've only liked, you know, one game from, from them. Uh, Square showed a few things that were interesting, and Microsoft showed a bunch of stuff. But uh, I guess we could talk about them in a little bit. But uh, there's, there wasn't just wasn't much that really particularly jumped out at me. But um, that was Ubisoft, I guess, with uh, with their presentation. How long was theirs? It was about an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, most of them have been about an hour. Yeah. So uh, that was that. Uh, I've got Square Enix, Square Enix written down first. Uh, what did you think of their conference or their showing? Uh, for the most part, it was okay. I mean, again, um, not a whole lot of stuff that I'm going to be playing. Uh, obviously, as an old school fan, I'm cool that uh, Legend of Mana got a brief showing. Um, Switch and PS4, Steam. Uh, sucks that it's not going to come on Xbox, but I'll just buy it on the computer. Um, the Marvel game... Don't play it. Don't really care. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the same. Uh, Babylon Fall, the same. Life is Strange, the same. Um, really, the only thing I'm even remotely interested in is the Guardians of the Galaxy game. So, hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I thought it was an okay showing from from Square. I thought Square Enix's one was better than Ubisoft's one, but Ubisoft didn't really set a particularly high bar. Uh, Life is Strange Colors. So I've got three things written down. I'll go through mine first, then we can talk about uh, what you've got written down. This Life is Strange Colors thing, I remember talking about it when it got announced, and they said um, what her power would be. I can't remember the, the character's name, unfortunately. Um, but it's to do with like feelings and that sort of thing. As I was watching, because they showed a lot more of it and a lot more of what she's going to be doing and stuff... This kind of feels to me... I know you didn't watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. If you took Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, you stripped out all the music and like the musical numbers, which is a very, very big part of that, kept the emotional sort of stuff in there to where like the lead character can sense you know, happy or sad emotions or whatever from the other characters and kind of just do this other thing with it. So it's what I'm trying to call it is like a worse version of Zoe's extraordinary playlist in a way. Now I'm not expecting in this Life is Strange game to have like musical number breakouts and stuff like that, which is a big part of why Zoe does weirdly work so well. Um, but I I just can't when you go from rewinding time, which is what you could do in the first game, and telekinesis, which was a really cool power in the second game. I just don't know that from a gameplay perspective, this like feelings thing is going to be as exciting to use. Because I think with something that's less kind of physical like that, um, 
because when you're like rewinding stuff and when you're throwing things with telekinesis that's kind of some i mean the telekinesis is more sort of physical than the rewinding time but you're still interacting with things in a big way and sort of changing the world in a big way i think when you lean it on like characters and feelings and like what's going on with the characters emotions you've really got to knock it out of the park with the writing and with like the acting and stuff like that and life is strange was pretty good at doing that i think this the first one was a bit better than that with the than the second one but i think they need to up it by about five notches if they're going to try and do that because if you go into this life is strange game and the writing isn't that strong and like the emotional stuff just doesn't quite work there's not really going to be anything else there um so i i'm curious to see how that's going to work out i am going to play it and give it a chance but i just don't think that mechanic is going to be as exciting to actually use as you know rewinding time and telekinesis so we shall we shall see what, what do you what do you think I mean, I've never really been into that game at all. I tried playing it, the time rewind thing, it just never really clicked with me. Uh, so I haven't played it past that. So okay. Um, the other two things, yeah, the Black Panther Avengers stuff and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the Black Panther stuff, I don't think looked that great, but I've said my piece before on the Avengers game, so I'm not gonna, you know, beat that ho- beat that dead horse too much already because I've already done that quite a lot. Um. See, with this Guardians of the Galaxy game, right, it's from Square Enix, who are the same people that published the Avengers game. It is from a different developer. This is, is it I- Ideos Montreal, I think? And mm-hmm. um, Crystal Dynamics did the Avengers game. But if I look at, okay, Square Enix and another Marvel game, what reason is there that I should trust that they're going to do a good job at this? Because I know that you could say to me, you know, okay, this isn't a multiplayer thing. There's no microtransactions, which was what got announced sort of outside of the conference. Uh, it's a single-player game. It's just going to be that, and it's going to be you taking control of like Peter Quill and doing these choice sort of things. But what at the moment, why should I trust Square Enix to do a good Marvel game when they've just done a terrible Marvel game? I know it's different characters and that sort of thing. The Guardians aren't in the Avengers game or whatever else. But I just kind of wonder looking at that. It, it looks good. It looks alright. I think it does look a lot better than the Avengers game. There's some strange choices with like character designs. But I could look past that. And and the voice acting is a little bit strange as well. Like some of the. Like matching up some of those voice actors. To some of their characters was a bit strange. Uh, and maybe that's just the case. Where I'm so used to the MCU versions. That it's just different to hear. Other people voicing those characters. Because uh, I actually think the voice cast. For the Avengers game is probably it's strongest point those though even though those voice actors are different to the you know robert downey jr and whatever they fit those roles quite well um i just don't there's no current reason for me to trust that square enix is going to do a good job with this game other than me being kind of intrigued by what was what was shown what do you uh what do you think uh i mean i'm going to keep an eye on the game obviously Mm -hmm. i agree with you that we don't have any uh Trust in that uh, Eidos Montreal is going to make this a good game. Um, but they are characters. It looks like they are sticking to um, more comic book versions. I do. I didn't know. I can't find their names off the you know off of a couple of articles that I'm looking. But they did get a couple people who actually used to write for that comic series 
to do the writing for this game. So obviously they're going more for the comic book feel than the MCU feel. Um, so that's what's got me interested in the game past that. Um, other than that, just have to wait to see when it comes out and then see how it reviews after that. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about the choices and stuff. It is a little bit... I mean, don't forget there was a Telltale's... Telltale's? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Guardians game, which was pretty good, actually. I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, we might see it again someday now with Telltale kind of coming back and stuff. Um but I just have the lack of trust at the moment with, with Square because why should I feel the opposite way? If somebody can write in and tell me why I should feel the opposite way, you're, you're more than welcome to do so. But um, given my you know personal disappointment with the Avengers game and how that all turned out, I don't think it would be realistic for me to turn around and go like, oh yeah, I trust them to do to do again the you know another literally another Marvel game. Um, like six months, or uh, no, almost like a year or so. It was September last year, the Avengers game. So it hasn't been that long. I know it's a different developer, all that kind of thing. It's a different type of game, but there's just no reason for me to have that trust at the moment. Uh, I thought the gameplay itself looked all right. Obviously, it's not coming out, you know, tomorrow or anything. Uh, did I say September for it or, or something? I didn't write down any release dates to be honest. Um, I didn't see any. Most of the, I mean, most of the games. They got announced, really didn't have a release date. And let's be honest, at this point in time, I don't trust release dates anymore because uh-huh. there's always going to be something that causes them to get delayed. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. But I've just got a bit of a lack of trust there at the moment. Um, what was my predictions with Square Enix? Let me just have a look. Uh, or did I write any down? Xbox, Ubisoft, EA... Um. Nope, I didn't write down any Square Enix predictions, so I suppose we can move on from them. Uh, did you have anything else written down from Square that you want to talk about? No, not really. Okay, uh, let's go to one of the big three Xbox. Um, what did you think of Xboxes or Xbox Bethesda, uh, their crossover conference almost? Yeah, it was a good conference. I think uh, Bethesda's head coming out to start. Uh, really did show that this is, you know, even though they are owned by Microsoft, they're really going to be allowed to do their own thing. Uh, we got so much coming out from that. Um, not really going to be able to talk about all of it. Um, yeah. Ton of games coming out. Um, ton of releases coming out in just at the end of the year. Because obviously we had, uh, like I we talked about in the start, Yakuza hit Game Pass uh, yesterday. We've got a D&D game, and we've basically got at least two AAA games of some note coming out every month till the end of the year. Um, obviously, Psychonauts 2 is a huge game. I highly recommend people play mm-hmm. uh, the first one if they have Game Pass, because uh, it is part of... From uh, friend, of the show, friend of the show, Nikki yeah. Rapp, is uh, in there, so that's cool for her. Mm-hmm. I did. She, she posted something on, because uh, I've got her as a friend on Facebook, and she posted that she was... Uh, excited i said i was looking forward to the game and i was uh quite happy for her so um we're planning we haven't like set anything out yet but she messaged me after and said uh i should get her on the podcast when the game comes out which will be cool so absolutely we should have her on the podcast yeah yeah see how we can what we can do with that because you're you're five hours behind me and she's eight hours behind me so we're all in kind of she's in la so that's yeah, that's going to be tricky because mm-hmm. there is actually somebody that I want to bring on for our uh, 
Loki wrap up, but she's also in L.A. and just, the logistics of it is going to be a nightmare. So okay, I thought you were going to say Bex then, but she's not in L.A. So, someone else. No. I'm guessing then. Although we do want to get Bex on the Loki review when that happens. Is that six episodes? I think Loki. Yeah, next one comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, Xbox overall. I see. I almost had kind of a realization with Xbox in this that. Um. I this isn't me this isn't a knock against Xbox I want to make that clear I just think I have more of a personal interest and personal taste in what PlayStation's doing uh, I think a lot of their games look pretty good but I just don't have a lot of personal interest necessarily in the games that they've got so you, you can appreciate how good something looks without directly being interested in it if that makes sense so recognizing like okay mm-hmm. this game does look pretty good but it isn't in like a genre or a style or whatever that, that i'm particularly interested in so yeah they had a lot they had a lot of really great stuff there i just think i've just kind of realized like if i if i look at the franchises that xbox and playstation have got and nintendo as well um i think i'm just simply more interested in the franchises that playstation's got and no i'm not just talking about last of us obviously i'm talking about you know uncharted ratchet and clank spider-man god of war horizon you know the list goes that goes uh on and on um so i think that's just the because i was kind of watching this and thinking like yeah that game looks good that game looks good i don't think i'll play this don't think i'll play that uh there was a few games that did stick out to me though that i'll i'll mention first one i want to get to though and i do want your uh opinion on this as well so we had a new starfield trailer that showed in my opinion barely anything and this game was announced four or five something like that years ago i think we were i'm pretty sure we were podcasting at the time but it might have been like the earlier days maybe and well, it was definitely one of the ubi of the uh bethesda e3 conferences when they announced yeah, it yeah so i'm pretty sure it was that and elder scrolls 6 and everybody lost their minds with with that it might have been the first bethesda conference that bethesda did i i, I think it was that one so uh, and I saw online everybody was like losing their minds of like, oh, Starfield looks incredible and this and that. I'm confused about the hype around this game because we didn't really see anything. Like, at, at the moment, sure, it's like, you know, Bethesda's got, you know, in the past, a, a good track record. Obviously not as recently in, you know, the last couple of years. But sure, it's probably going to be a cool RPG space game from Bethesda. But just going off of that doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. Because uh, just in my eyes at the moment, when I look at what we saw or what we have like ever seen of Starfield, there's nothing I can point out and say, like, okay, that thing looks really cool. Like that aspect of this thing looks really cool and I'm interested. Because they didn't show anything. Now you can still be, you know, excited for a game just from my trailer and stuff, but I just didn't get the sort of like, oh my god, Starfield's here and that sort of thing. I I just didn't really, because nothing was really shown. Uh, But how do you, where where do you kind of come down on that? Well, everything that was shown, obviously it was not a cutscene, it was in-engine, but that's, it's not in-game footage, it's just Uh in-engine. Having said that, the engine that they're using for that game looks amazing. Um, so it's definitely going to be on my radar. Um, outside of that, until we get some gameplay footage, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be something that you know is, I'm going to be hugely hyped about. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued because this is their first new IP 
in I don't know how long. A long time. I mean, yeah. you know, Skyrim was a great game, but that was a ten years ago, and b a continuation of the uh, Elder Scrolls series. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fallout seventy six bombed, but that was a continuation of the Fallout franchise. Um, so I, I honestly don't know when their last new IP was. Mm-hmm. So this is why I think so many people are intrigued with it. Um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it, but I'm not going to lose my shit over it. So, mm-hmm. And from what I'm going to say in a minute, it will sound like I'm repeating myself from the past, but it very much applies to the situation. Okay, yeah, it looks great in the engine and stuff, and it looks very, very pretty and all that. But I just want... You know, I mean... I, I just thought that they would have made more of this game by this point and they would have had a little bit more to have shown off this wasn't announced like last year um this was announced a while ago and i just thought they would have had a bit more to show us because to me to me if you're going to have like a presentation for any game and you want to show me something that's going to impress me i want to see what you can actually do in the game because uh, as, as I've made kind of clear before, I don't really care about, oh, look how pretty this looks, or look at the graphics and, and that sort of stuff. It's cool if people want to appreciate that, that's, that's, that's great and everything. But that's not going to make the game better. It's going to make it look better. I just want to know, okay, you're heading into, like, you you know, we're into next gen and everything now. New, new flashy sci-fi IP from Bethesda cool okay what 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 can i do in this world that's that's what i want to know and we didn't see any of that so from my personal taste and from what i'd like to see from yeah games, but until they're ready to launch the game they're not going to show that right so that i'm guessing that will be e3 next year then because they gave uh 11 11 22 uh, cause Sky, as a release yeah skyrim was 11 11 11 wasn't it so mm-hmm. uh, i think because they want <clears> to <throat> they want to stick with the 11 11 thing so, which whether in the whether you're in the UK or the US means the same date. So, because you like to flip the month and day around for some reason. So, anyway, um, but yeah, there's just there's there's not there's nothing that stuck out to me there because not much was really shown. So I ju- I just didn't quite get the massive excitement for it. But um, hey, I know I can you know that's a separate opinion to other people's and that's uh, totally fine. So, just uh, yeah, but and. and... You know, people's tastes vary. I mean, I played the first Last of Us game, but I didn't really care enough to play the second one. But if you look at the Microsoft conference, they really did come out swinging with, you know, everything that's under their umbrella. Um, But Starfield being an Xbox exclusive is obviously a huge deal. How long that'll be, don't know. Uh, We did get the uh, Forza Horizon 5 official trailer as a fan of racing games and racing sims, obviously that's going to be a game that I played. Um, Back for Blood looked awesome. Uh, the uh, 12 Minutes, which got uh, the announcement of the voice actors for James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. That's, that's, that's definitely got my interest. Yeah. Um, obviously it was just announcement trailer for Outer Worlds 2, but at least they were self-aware enough about it to make fun of themselves. <laughs> I did like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Redfall kind of looks like a uh, Left 4 Dead, but with vampires. So, don't know that I'll play that, being a, a four-person co-op. But it's definitely mm-hmm. interesting in that. Obviously, the uh, the official trailer for Microsoft Flight Simulator for console, in addition to the uh, Top Gun Maverick crossover. Uh, that's a old school '80s Tom, mm. you know, Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, cool that it's getting that expansion finally out. 
Of course, they ended it by, uh, you know, diving headfirst into the memes and announcing the Xbox mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. I doubt if I'll buy that just because I don't really need a mini fridge, but it's still cool that they, you know, have some sense of humor in that. Um, I also also don't know if this is something going to be mass marketed um, because if you remember, it's like a year ago or so, they sent a few people the full-sized Xbox fridge yeah, and they yeah. did like a Twitter poll and let a couple people win them. Um, so obviously those didn't hit mass market, but a mini fridge, you know, that's something that could easily be mass marketed. Um, I definitely see a lot of streamers buying that because if you look on, if you watch streamers, they have, you know, the face cam and they have kind of their sponsorship set up. So I could see that just kind of be chilling in the corner, pun intended. Um, yeah. Obviously, we got the uh, the Far Cry Six stuff. Um, I would definitely recommend watching that interview with Giancarlo Esposito, talking about how he's not the villain villain in that game, even though he is. Um, his acting style for that is, you know, he's the hero of that land. Um, so that's going to be interesting in terms of story. Uh, whether or not that equates to anything in the gameplay, obviously, gameplay is key for things like that, but. That that you know kind of shows his approach from the acting standpoint. So we'll just have to see uh, where it goes from there. I thought his acting well is always very very good. Um, I thought the animation on the character looked a little bit off, but then again, it's a Ubisoft game, so I kind of expected that a little bit. Um, but because they well with like Ubisoft's character models, they don't often do that great of a job but uh, i'm sure he's acting i think he's acting is just going to carry that entire game he's going to have that whole game on his back carrying it to the finish line so uh but uh yeah he's he's an awesome awesome actor and like i said i uh did an actor actress spotlight episode on him and uh denied Guerrero, so you can hear me talk about him on on that um other things that we saw uh, i thought halo infinite looked a lot better um, I know we saw some like cutscene. We sort of saw like this gameplay merged with cutscene stuff, uh, kind of thing. But I I do think it looked a lot better. Um, so obviously I think that delay from last year is a is a good idea that they did that. So I saw yesterday they did this stream thing of uh, multiplayer stuff, but I didn't manage to see any of that. But um, it uh it looks like a better game. Obviously they did show some multiplayer kind of like highlight stuff yesterday which which looked all right um i i I think i'll i'll try the the story for it i don't think i'll really jump into multiplayer and that but uh it uh it might get me get me back in it it looks it just looks better than what it did last year and i thought it was a good decision to uh to delay that so yeah the thing that caught me about the multiplayer which i'm not a multiplayer person but the the part that i caught my eye was one of the characters chucked a grenade towards like a weapon mm-hmm. and then when the g- grenades exploded behind the weapon that launched the weapon towards them and then you add the fact with the grappling gun hook or whatever they're going to call it uh-huh. that you can use that on floors to obviously get to a different elevation but you could also use that on gear to collect that's definitely going to add an interesting dynamic to multiplayer which i don't play but it's it's cool that they're trying to innovate and take things in new directions Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just have to say, see where that goes. Mm-hmm. See, that's pointing on things that I like to appreciate in games in terms of showing me, okay, what can I actually do? That I really did like the whole grapple thing, which I think we saw a little bit of in the uh, 
the first sort of gameplay thing last year. But yeah, seeing him like uh, grapple onto I don't know what it's called, but the ship that was there, he sort of grappled onto that, and then like took like uh, threw the guy out and stole the the uh, ship thing was really cool. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Where like okay. Sure, show me how pretty the game looks and everything, but what what can I do with this new, like this next iteration of this game? And uh, I was uh, I was impressed from uh, from that standpoint. There's also a couple of weapons that look pretty cool as well. But I see that's what I mean. You look at a world like Halo, and you got all this fancy sci-fi stuff and everything. You add a gra- you add something. A grapple is a very very simple thing. I mean, Batman's had one for all his career, or whatever. You know, lots of lots of characters and superheroes and whatever have a grapple. It's a very simple thing to put into a game, but if you put it into a game like that, you can really start to change a lot of things. So that's that's something I definitely do um, appreciate a lot. Wasn't there one point where he sort of like grappled this grenade or something? Or I mm-hmm. think that's what you were trying to you were trying to sort of describe. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. So yeah, that's that's the stuff that I I like to see. Plus, obviously, you know, it's going to be useful for, like, climbing areas and getting up to certain checkpoints and stuff. So, um, I mean, I can even imagine a scenario, let's say in multiplayer, with, like, a capture the flag kind of thing or whatever. And let's say the team is taking your flag or they're taking a certain area that you need to defend. And maybe there's an area up high or something and you've either got a shotgun or a sniper. Let's say you grapple up high somewhere and you start taking some long shots with a sniper or... If there's like a crowded room with loads of enemies, but it's up high, you can maybe grapple up there and then like take them by surprise and start shooting them. That's the stuff that I like to think about and like to see in games. And that's that's one thing that they've put into this game, you know, a, a grapple, and it just it should make a lot of difference. I think so. Uh, I do like that a lot. Uh, I think more games in general should use grapples. I think even things like COD Modern Warfare would be great with a the grapple there's a lot of times where like a teammate has died on the floor above me and i could you know go outside and grapple upstairs but no i've got to go like up up the stairs or 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 whatever um obviously it takes a bit longer so you can you can do a lot of things with with that as well so um that's pretty cool Uh, because not a lot of games do have grapples and and things like that so we'll see see how it works out but uh should be good anyway um i'm assuming that's in the campaign as well that you can use that yeah pretty much anything gear wise that's in the multiplayer is going to be in the campaign yeah Yeah. so should be good uh yeah 12 minutes which you talked about they showed that before but they showed a little bit more of it i think that had an august date maybe Uh, Uh, they just had a holiday for 2020 was a holiday one um but i think i'm sure at some point they'll release a beta for the multiplayer so they could do a server stress test so keep an eye out for that uh, yeah, William Defoe, uh, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley. Those are going to be the main actors, I think, or the main voice actors. Uh, really, really good cast. Uh, this is one of them games where it will probably be very, very short, but you'll probably want to replay it a bunch of times to get like different scenarios. Um, well, the game's called 12 Minutes, so... Yeah, D- does that mean it's going to be exactly 12 minutes, or could you end the thing in like 3 minutes or 20? Well, so. from what I'm <laughs> gathering, it's a 12-minute time loop, so... Okay. So it could end sooner or after. I don't know. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but very very short nonetheless. But I guess you could replay that a bunch of times. You know, if a character dies or you kill someone or something like that. I also think because um, it seems to be based almost like in one room, doesn't it? Almost or or in a couple of rooms. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, because we got the uh, the bird's eye view sort of thing going on as well. That adds kind of an interesting 
dynamic. So, um, so yeah, maybe they put a little... Because there's not much going on there gameplay-wise, which is fine. But obviously, you've got some very, very good uh, voice actors in there. Uh, I think that's going to be a really strong, uh, very good narrative kind of thing. So, uh, do you think you'll play that? I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be on uh, Game Pass anyway. So, if you're subscribed to that, that would be good. Um that was all I had written down from Xbox. I know they, again, they got to the end of the show and they did show uh, that new IP as well. Uh, I didn't write it down, but that looks like, that looks like another horde kind of thing. Uh, you mentioned in there there was like a vampire game as well. Uh, I would just say in terms, because, you know, you, I, I like things like monsters and zombies. There's probably nothing you could do to interest me in vampires. I just don't have any interest in them at all. Um, which is weird because I know that there's that, um, what was that film that Kiefer Sutherland was in that was like vampires and or whatever. The Lost Boys? Lost Boys. Um, I mean, I might, I'll, I might watch that one day. Obviously it's, you know, it might be a classic reviews thing. It's got Kiefer Sutherland in, but I just, yeah. The, the vampires is one of the least interesting things to me in media. Um, and that's not because of like twilight or whatever i just kind of always i don't know i just prefer like if you're gonna put monsters in a piece of media make it like monsters or zombies that would just uh interest me more but uh, how do you feel about that like i said i'm curious about it but it being a four-player co-op at least that's the vibe i'm getting mm-hmm. it's probably not gonna be a game i play so yeah yeah um they did show fight uh, flight simulator as well that looks really really good um that is going to be a game obviously to look at like landscapes and things like that i'm still curious to see how close i can get to my house in in that game obviously i'm not going to stream that because i don't want people finding my house but uh i'll probably stream some other bits and pieces and and stuff of uh of that good to hear that that's coming to consoles as well that should be quite good uh what's your interest level for uh flight simulator looks pretty good uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I played a little mm. bit of it on my PC. It's um, graphically, it's stunning. Um, but it, it is a simulator in the extreme sense, and so it's basically virtual training on how to play, how to fly a plane. Mm. So it's not like dogfighting and shooting missiles, which is why the uh, Top Gun Maverick crossover is even more weird. But okay, so mm. yeah, we'll see how that works out. Um, I think that was... Did you have anything else written down for anything? No, that's all I had, really. Cool, cool. We'll see what um, Nintendo does uh, today as well. And uh, we'll see what else comes out from uh, Summer Game Fest as well. So, we'll see where that goes. Because we don't have, like, dates and times for Summer Game Fest, I don't think. They're just sort of going to do what they did last year, which is, hey, new sort of stream today for something so i'm i'm looking out for that and to see what activision and uh warner brothers does um there hasn't been anything announced for sony yet but it would be very weird if they went the whole summer and like didn't do any sort of state of play or showcase of some kind so i'm expecting them to do something but i don't know when that's gonna be they've been very very quiet with that uh some people said that like they'll wait for microsoft to go and see what they do and then, like, step in and do something. What do you think Sony's going to possibly do? Oh, they'll have some kind of state of play within yeah. the next couple of weeks. So Yeah, because they got... Uh, we don't know what they got out for the rest of the year, because Ratchet & Clank is already out. Uh, they got that Kenya Bridge of Spirits, I think it's called, and then we'll see what they got planned for, like, I don't know, September, October-ish. Obviously, you don't want to bump into the uh, 
battlefields and uh call of duties i was speaking of battlefield by the way 24 was it 2042 i think is the the year for it mm-hmm. looks very good uh it is something that could rival whatever the next cod is going to be um i liked the i liked watching the kind of bigger scale war and stuff but that reminds me of a sort of war zone ground war type of game mode from COD and I don't really tend to play those. But it does look really like the gameplay of it does look very, very good. So I mean that that doesn't mean that it's only gonna be big scale war with Battlefield. Um but if they've got more of a sort of smaller game mode which is like a six V six or something, I might take some interest. Uh but at the moment we, I, I liked what I saw of it, but I'm not interested in that type of massive scale war thing. Although the um, hurricane thing coming in was uh, was pretty cool as well. They they've always done a pretty good job with um, like environmental damage and stuff. Uh, with with the more modern uh, battlefields, not with like the war, war ones, uh, the World War games and that sort of thing. So we'll see what they do with that. But I just want to see a bit more of it before I kind of make a uh, decision there. So we'll see. Uh, that's everything for most of E3. Like I said, we'll talk about Nintendo next week and then some other stuff uh, in regards to any other Summer Games Fest things that we've got going on. So that's it at the moment. Uh, we'll, we, we will go into some uh, emails and stuff in a second. So if you want to let us know what you thought of E3 so far, of course you can write in about Nintendo because this podcast will go out after that episode or after that uh, showing. So let us know what you thought of Nintendo and everybody else. And, uh, yeah, how you felt about all that sort of thing. So let us know what you think. Uh, org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes as well. Harrison says, a bit of a weird showing for E3 this year. Uh, COVID must have impacted a lot more games than we possibly thought. Expecting something bigger for 2022. Uh, I agree with that. I think, obviously, you know, COVID's played a big part in the last year or so. Uh, with the entire world, basically. Uh, games are included in that, unfortunately. Because uh, TV and film has kind of gone a little bit back to normal. Obviously, people are wearing masks on set and stuff like that. And the, the cast is being tested for different things. But games, you know, obviously with it being... Um, you're not, like, really filming quite so much. Unless it's maybe motion capture sort of stuff. But uh, most devs are sort of working from home, from, from what I know. And that's obviously slowed down some processes of things. Because uh, you haven't got that sort of in-office interactivity, I suppose. Uh, I am expecting something a bit bigger for um, next year. Um, I mean, because yeah, there's been certain games that've been delayed and that sort of thing. Obviously, the like you know the three, um, what's it, the three Warner Brothers games that we got are supposed to be next year. So we'll see. But do do are you expecting something bigger next year? Possibly. I. Honestly, I don't know because this isn't something we've talked about a couple of times is that there's a massive production cost in putting on E3 mm-hmm. for each of the big studios. And the fact that they don't have to pay that cost anymore, I don't know that they'll come up with a way to justify that. They might just stick to digital. I mean, mm-hmm. Sony hasn't been to E3 since they went super pretentious that one year and they've just been doing directs ever since. Uh, Nintendo's always kind of done its own thing. Uh, Microsoft, obviously, you know, they purchased the naming rights to a studio, to a, uh, a theater. There's actually the Microsoft theater, um, to where they would hold their E3 stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we'll definitely get bigger in terms of like scale and games, 
But going back to in person, I don't know that they can justify the cost on that internally. Obviously, that's an internal decision for them to to make or not make. And obviously, the studios have to put a serious amount of time in doing presentations for that. So they might just stick in house anymore. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I just think that there are some of the games we were maybe expecting to see. I mean, we saw like no state of the K three, which is one thing we talked about. Uh, let me look actually because I didn't go to my Xbox uh, predictions. Let me just open that. Um, we didn't get a date for Halo, which was weird because uh, I've got written down here Halo Infinite fully shown, which it was shown off a lot. We saw like a new trailer and gameplay and multiplayer and stuff. Uh, updated gameplay, story, etc. Shown. Yeah, we saw all that. I did put full 2021, uh, which I think they said that that was the case, but I thought that they would actually put a date on it, um, but they didn't do that. Uh, Hellblade 2 trailer shown, I put down 2022, we saw nothing of that. Uh, those are the Xbox ones I had written down, I didn't have any Bethesda predictions written down. Where's EA, by the way? Because they haven't mm. shown up yet. Because they usually do an I EA didn't play. really pay attention. Because EA is not a franchise that I kind of follow. So, Because right. I'm just scrolling through my predictions. And I've got EA stuff. Um, I don't remember seeing or hearing about a date or time for there. Because they usually do an EA play. Um, maybe that's like some point later. I don't know. It feels like a bit of a just disconnected E3. Like yeah you've got Nintendo and Xbox there. And then you've got these kind of mediocre showings from... Square and Ubisoft, like Sony's not there, and then you got like Summer Game Fest happening at the same time. It's just, just it's a bit strange. So, uh, but yeah, well, I guess one of the predictions I made kind of happened, but uh, no, no Hellblade two. So the two games are kind of most looking for all two in Xbox, which for you is State of the K three, and for me is Hellblade two. We didn't see any of uh, those. So th- things like that, I think we could see, because uh, none of those, none of those are going to be this year, are they? Um, otherwise, we would have seen them. Um, so we'll see uh, those next year, I guess. Uh, Paul says might be a, um, might be a silly question to ask, but any chance that Matt checks out the Black Panther DLC? I think you're talking about the Avengers. Uh, no, there's there's no chance of of that happening. Um, like I said before, if I was going to get invested in the Avengers game, you'd have to redo pretty much all of the gameplay, and just yeah. That would obviously be a big first step anyway. Because uh, it's not a case where, oh, like Spider-Man's in this game or whatever. Uh, by the way, wasn't Spider-Man announced before Black Panther, but somehow Black Panther's ready before Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get how that worked well, out. Well, Spider-Man was a PS4 exclusive. So. No, the, the character to be added to uh, Avengers. That was announced months before they talked about Black Panther. But somehow Black Panther's got their first... Which is which is strange. So anyway, because uh, I I think the Spider-Man content's going to be PlayStation exclusive for uh, for Avengers. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, it's it's just you know fighting endless rounds of robots and that kind of stuff. So no, appreciate the question, but no, that's not going to pull me back into the game. So. There you go. Uh, Beth says, uh, "I really like the look of that Avatar game. How big do you think it'll be?" I just don't think have any avatars on anybody's minds, <laughs> really. Um, I mean, I saw a lot of people say, like, oh, cool, you know, the Avatar game. We've kind of, like, not seen that for ages. Because, yeah, it's been 12 years. Um, but, I don't know. It, it'll, I think it will do... If you release it in and around the time that Avatar 2 comes out, I think it will do well. 
Uh, depends how good the game actually is and what you can do in it and if it has a good launch. Because I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like a big multiplayer kind of thing. Looks like that's what they're trying to do. Uh, but it could be it could be big depending on just, you know, what audience actually wants that. And what you can do in the game and how good the game is. So I think there's there's just more to it that we, we haven't seen yet. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to be a big open world game. Honestly, I've never actually seen the movie Avatar, um, so I couldn't really comment on that. I just, it's not a game that's really on my radar, so. Mm. Yeah, so, but uh, it's probably going to be a while anyway. I think they slapped a 2022 date on that, but okay, we'll see. Uh, And then lastly, Lauren says, is it possible that Summer Game Fest will be bigger than E3 with them having more uh, devs slash studios attending? Yeah, if you look at the... um, the uh, picture that got put out for Summer Game Fest. There's a lot of uh, teams, you know, attending that. Um, I have more personal interest in what Summer Game Fest is possibly going to be showing, just because of Activision and uh, Warner Brothers with the three Warner Brothers games, and with Activision having, you know, Crash and uh, COD, this uh, and, and things like that. I mean, Spyro is cool, but I'm not quite so into Spyro as I am with uh, with Crash. Um, Tony Hawk, see if they do anything with that, but I don't have, I, I, you know, I didn't quite get on with the Tony Hawk's remaster games. They were great and everything, I just prefer the sort of more realistic, uh, skate type of game. So, we'll see. Which also, yeah, Skate 4 was announced, wasn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. last year, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen EA yet, so, um, we'll see. Were they on the Summer Game Fest list? Actually, I don't think Skate 4 was ever officially announced. There was I new... think that's just something that we've always wanted but never I think, got. I think there was a new skate game announced. I don't know if it was four exactly or just a new one. Unless you're talking about like Skate XL or something like that. No, that's the one, that's the one that I tried on the stream, wasn't it? That's mm. uh, a different thing. I'm just trying to find the photo of... Oh, here we go. Um, Yeah, EA is on, on that list as well as like Epic Games, Amazon Games, I think, uh, Blizzard... Ubisoft, Xbox, Warner Brothers, PlayStation. So, play, yeah, PlayStation's on the... I forgot the PlayStation was on that list. Uh, Nintendo isn't, uh, but they're doing an E3 thing, like, right now. Uh, Activision, 2K. So, yeah, there's a, there's just a lot more there. I mean, you've got Xbox and PlayStation there, whereas, like, EA, Warner Brothers. Um, so, maybe they won't do an EA Play. Maybe they'll just do Summer Games first stuff which I, I don't really mind either way but we'll we'll see what they come out with uh in the coming weeks or whatever so we'll see um but yeah that was uh e3 part one i suppose we'll do e3 part two next week with nintendo and then see what else comes out in terms of other news and things i'm sure we'll have plenty of other things to uh talk about so we'll see what happens with that um but that was that uh i can't say i was massively impressed by what we were showing there's a few games here and there that i'm kind of curious about and interested about um i think overall the big game that sticks out to me weirdly is um the uh, the mario and rabbits game uh and then things like 12 minutes um guardians game i guess and that was that was kind of it so but yeah t- the two that kind of stick out to me from the list that i've got is 12 minutes and uh, Mario and Rabbids. So we'll see what those look like in the future. 
Uh, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. So if you want to get involved with those, you can simply listen to more episodes. Uh, if you want to support what we do here on Entertainment Talk, there's a few different options for you. Uh, you can either, like I said, listen to more episodes that we've got um, and look out for the uh, Last of Us podcast on Saturday and some other things as well. So look out for all of those. Uh, I'll do another United Cast episode when we actually buy or sell some other players, but that's not happening at the moment. So uh, I guess look out for another episode in the future. Uh, but we've got the Euros at the moment, so we'll see how all that goes. Uh, you can also, of course, use word of mouth and social media. Simply tell people what we do and where they can find it. Uh, social media as well. Um, you can share them on Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use. So please consider doing that. Uh, you can also follow us for free on WordPress. That will basically get you email alerts for whenever we do new episodes or post new things. Uh, so check that out as well. Uh, you basically sign up for WordPress for free. Follow Entertainment Talk on WordPress and you'll get an email notification when we next upload something. And you can follow us through that as well. Um... Uh, Geek Town, geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, you can find David over there for TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, that sort of thing. So check that out. Should be an episode today. So check those out as well. Uh, you can also support us through Patreon. Uh, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So please check that out if you'd like to as well. So a few different options for supporting us. Uh, Bex, who we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, she does do a lot of Twitch streaming. You can find her on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there as well uh, you can also find me on twitch as well streaming last of us 2 stuff and some other things once i finish that twitch etalk uk for me over there and if you miss the archive streams which are up to date at the moment uh they're on youtube entertainment talk plays for all of that thanks for listening and we'll see you for nintendo next week take care thanks for listening and goodbye goodbye <clears throat>